0: dog is it good to be back with you gentlemen man you and non-gentleman what, yeah well i'm with you guys Oh, okay. i was talking I'll, to you i two. thought you were greeting listeners. i rarely address the audience i just feels uh, a little pretentious yeah okay All right. um Look at where you were we your what, what's car the,
1: driving like a <laughs> person yeah <laughs> listening
0: to other people talk yeah. <laughs> uh do you guys know what episode number this is
2: uh hang on I'm going to guess we are somewhere in
0: the 90s. Yes. Which is a beautiful place. It's about the amount of problems that Jay Z has. Mm, 98, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Close. Close. My my fellow white 40 year old dad. (laughs) Indeed, it was 99 problems. Already, this episode (laughs) is worth listening to. Already. Episode 99. I know. How did we get here? Years and years Decades. and years. <laughs> Discipline and hard work. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Someone had to do it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: What, what, what does the lady say at the Titanic? It's been. It's been. uh It's
0: been eighty four <laughs> years. Eighty four years. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> We're now a meme. We are now a meme. All right. Well, All right, yeah. Nothing special this episode, except the fact that it's an episode.
2: Before You're welcome. Oh,
0: and oh, oh, this episode ninety nine. Yeah, should,
1: we, maybe we should spell that out for everybody.
0: N i n e t y. Or read it on the, on the oh. iTunes. Or read it. Yeah. So where are we going to go this episode? Mm, let's go somewhere underwhelming. Uh, <laughs> nutrition. <laughs> Wait, we've never talked about nutrition
2: before. How am I going to come up with things to say? We got
0: to bring Caleb on. Oh no, then he says too much. We yeah. got we
2: got
1: to recorrect everything he said wrong. Yeah. Hey, 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 next time Caleb's
0: on, he's gonna be talking about like your chi and stuff, and it's just gonna so listen. Gonna get I don't want to talk too headier. much about this, but tryptophan.
2: And here are my 99 facts about tryptophan. But the thing is, it's not a fan; it's a food. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm not a fan of tryptophan. <laughs> no, so we're taking a little bit different angle on nutrition because look, there's a reason we talk about it so much because so much of your fitness. Oh, we actually talking upon- about. Nutrition.
0: Are we talk about nutrition? We are actually We're gonna talking talk, about That's going to be part of what we talk about. Yes, part of it's, what we talk about. That was the trick. Oh, it's sorry. always a part of what you do, uh, you goobers. Sorry. I just blew that segue right there. Piece of the pie. Chase, I'm just sorry. not used to you talking this long into the episode. I'm just jazzed. I'm <laughs> trying to get through this episode so we can get to the fun one. Yeah, <laughs> hurry up. Hurry
2: up. 100's on its way. All right, so uh, Hunter walks in. uh it, a with the chip on his shoulder uh, because he predicted the, the winner of the CrossFit the winners <laughs> of the CrossFit games, which we'll give it to him, right? Uh, but then he says, "I have an idea for an episode. This is something that people ask me about all the time. We need to go public with it this. It is good, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, somebody specifically asked me about it. Oh, but name, yeah. drop. Uh, name drop. I'm not going to name drop. Okay, it's okay.
0: <laughs> we're just going to crap on you for an hour. <laughs> <All> right, <here laughs> no, no, are. no,
1: no. I mean, but it is. It's a pretty common thought and um, you know question is. Um, where do you go from, uh, strict diet, make a lot of progress, happy with where you're at to transition into, all right, now what do I do, how do I maintain this progress that I've made? And that can be, um, if you're dieting, that can be, if you're training and doing like a really heavy squat cycle, or it can be, you know, the hard, I can't even remember what it's called. 70 hard, 75, 75 hard. 75 hard yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I can't remember 75. <laughs> <laughs> you just chosen not to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's because nobody makes it to 75, Sorry, probably. Sorry, David. Gange. I know one
0: person is ha- that has, and many that haven't. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Um, but, yeah, it's just this idea of I've really buckled down and made a lot of progress. I'm really happy, but I don't want to. I mean, it's not sustainable for the long term, so what do I do? Um, so I kind of want to come at this in a couple different ways, a couple, couple different aspects. Number one, so let's say you have finished this. Maybe you have lost a lot of weight and you're really happy with where you're at and now you want to switch to maintaining or you have finished um, a really grueling training cycle and now you want to switch over to um, doing less. What does that look like? And I think, uh, let's take the diet example first. Um, it's it You have to change your, your mindset around it um, because I think what happens to a lot of people is they are excited and happy, and so now they're going to reward themselves. And I'm not going to be as strict. Maybe I start. I might start going out to eat again on the weekends. And I'm going to quit tracking for a couple weeks, and we all know what happens when we start doing that. A couple weeks turns into four weeks, turns into six, and you're like, "All right, I want to get back on track." But well, then you step, you get back on the scale, and you're like, "Oh wow, I've put ten pounds back on. Wow, my body fat percent went up three percent. I didn't realize how fast I would lose it." <laughs> Tangent. We watched heavyweights not too long ago. <laughs> Have you guys seen heavyweights? I wondered where the laugh came from. Like Well, it's idiot. just like he yeah, he's doing their midway, he's he's doing their uh, midway uh into the summer uh weight check-in and, and they're all put on weights and he's starting to get really pissed. And he like cuts the camera off and he chews them out and he gets cuts the camera back on and Goldberg gets on the scale and he, he doesn't even get past to the small part of the scale, he gets to the big part, and he's like, get off the scale, cut the camera back. <laughs> like, uh anyways. It's like you get on the scale, and you're like, man, I put on 10 pounds. Um, I was really happy with where I was, and now I've, I've lost a lot of that progress. What do I need to do? And I think the first thing is just realizing that's pretty common. This happens to a lot of people. Um, you go through a period of very being super strict and um, dotting every I and crossing every T when it comes to nutrition, and you want to reward yourself and give yourself um, – a little, little little bit of leeway, and then you kind of put someone back on. And what? How do you transition for that? And I think you have to figure out what's sustainable for you. Um, finding something that you're doing something, you're eating a certain way, and thinking about how you eat. Is this something that I can do for a year? Is it something I can do for six months? If it's not, then you need to kind of adjust and tweak to find a, uh, something that is sustainable for you. For me, that would be. I want to be able to eat certain foods a couple of times a month and finding out a way to make that a part of your plan. Um, so I think that is the most important step when you're transitioning out of that is finding something that's sustainable for you. Um, and to me that would be tracking my macros, but making sure if I'm going to go out to eat, I'm putting that in on the front end so that I know that I need to eat less the earlier, um, in the, in the day or for somebody else, they might not really need to track to be able to eat, Um, the right amounts, it's just because they eat the same thing every single day. It's just finding, finding that sweet spot of sustainability while still, um, eating at the the right, right amount of calories and the
2: right amount of macros and the right amount of quality. So you're setting yourself up for success. If you say, all right, I'm going to have to have a, a similar mental shift to get out of this that I did to get into this. And the point that I hear you making is there's some things that need to carry over. Mm -hmm. You don't just throw all of it out. You're like, okay, I'm I'm changing my goals, what I'm in this for, and that may mean that I can adjust the sliders up and down on a few things. But a bad idea in going from maybe uh, a losing phase into a maintenance phase, say, okay, well, what got me to my losing Goal. I need to throw all that out and develop something else for maintaining. There are probably some habits that can carry over that you could just tweak a little bit, or you're going to start heading the wrong direction. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And something just occurred to me: Um, six weeks, or 75 days, or um, three months of you know, go, you know, doing everything right and not letting yourself have any cheats or anything. Um, to me is easier than finding something that works and sustaining that for two, three, five years. Mm-hmm. Um, that is harder because there's way more people walking around who have been able to succeed in one of those short-term challenges but still aren't where they want to be than there are people walking around who have been doing the things that they want to do uh, that help them reach their goals for four, five,
2: six, ten 15, 20 years and made it a lifestyle. Yeah. You make a good point there. Those things serve their purpose, uh, but often they lead the people down the road of disappointment. Yeah. How many people have completed 45 90 day challenges
1: in their life and still aren't where they want to be? There's probably a whole lot of those people. How many people have gone weeks on end without eating a carb and they still aren't where they are? A lot of people, how many, but on the flip side, how many people have figured out something that's sustainable and done that for a year or two years or three years, not many. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're going through the 250 workout challenge. How many times have you been a member at the gym and worked out 250 times in a year? Hey, easy pal. Zero. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious. using this example. Zero, yeah. zero. Right. Yeah. Zero. Until this year, this will be the first yeah. year in seven. And, and, and you're by your own account, the fittest you've ever been in your life. Yeah. And yeah, so exactly. all you've done now is just started working out five or six days a week, every single week. and, the long term doing something uh making you know doing the right thing over a long period of time is way harder than white knuckling
2: it for a month or two months yeah i would completely agree my personal experience and i think everybody goes through these phases right but i the way that the one that i see it happen most in is actually alcohol and people say, well, I'm not going to have alcohol for, you know, three months. I'm not going to have alcohol. And maybe and then, they make it three months. Great. Good for you. And then what? And then you run into them the next weekend and you're like, wow, is that your 12th beer <laughs> at, at the pool? Like, man, you really miss this stuff. I know? think,
1: uh and this is kind of where I want to go with this thing is, okay, you're going to do 75 hard. And then what? they probably hadn't thought about that. <laughs> right. And I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, maybe that's uh, something for you to do just so you can prove to yourself, Hey, I could do this. I completed this. That's awesome. All right. Well then, then what are you going to do? Are you going to let yourself go for three or four weeks because you complete the 75 hard? Well, you're going to, you're going to give away probably everything that you gain in that amount of time. And then you're going to be like, man, I put in all that work. I, I, I sacrificed so much and I hardly am, have made any progress. Mm-hmm. So if you're, Planning on doing any type of diet program, any type of training program, um, think about okay, when you finish it, then what are you going to do? I'll use myself as an example as far as training. And this, these are some mistakes I made uh, when I was trying to compete. I need to get stronger. My legs need to get stronger. I'm going to squat heavy a lot and I'm going to eat a lot. I'm going to eat a lot of donuts. After I squat, I'm gonna eat a lot of food and I'm gonna put on a lot of weight and I'm gonna get stronger. And then once I do that, then I'm gonna work on my conditioning and lean back down. Well, I'll tell you what happened. I did get a lot stronger and I also lost a lot of conditioning. Well, then I had to get my conditioning back. And then what did I do? I sacrificed probably at least half of the strength I gained. And then so, you know, 12 months down the road, I've put on maybe 10 to 20 pounds on my max. And just now getting back to where I was on conditioning, where I would have been much better off taking a slower uh, approach of putting on a little bit of strength every month consistently while still maintaining or improving my conditioning. And then at the end of a 12 month period, I probably would, I, I definitely would have been stronger and more conditioned than I was by trying to segment everything and trying to do it all at once. And so, what I'm saying is a sustainable, consistent approach over time is what's going to get you there much better than trying to white knuckle it and sprint for short periods of time. And then taking, taking the foot off the gas and letting yourself go, um, uh, for a extended period of time as well. This, this on again, off again, on again, off again, just doesn't work. It's consistency. Um, that what's, what makes
2: you make progress. So let's, let's address this head on though. Cause mm-hmm. certainly I agree with you. And as you referenced a little bit earlier in the episode, mm-hmm. I'm a, a huge benefactor of this way of working out, you mm-hmm. know, just, just showing up. Mm-hmm. And even showing up and scaling when necessary, just to get, as, as we say, just to get the click. Like, I'm just here to say I was here. And, and often you rise to the, to the occasion and you don't need to scale, but just humbling yourself. But the, So I'm benefiting from what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm definitely on your side. But I do want to ask the question, what is so attractive o- about the roller coaster that so, that line is so long to get on that ride? Why do people do that over and over and over again? And how do people through, through marketing make so much money off these? I mean, I remember years ago, it was sugar busters, and then it was yeah. the carbs, and then it was the fats, and then it was 75 days. And you know, How do these things keep being successful? Is it because we're drawn into something that is a shorter-term commitment and it yeah. feels more approachable?
1: Yeah, fast results. Get rich in 90 days, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Lose 40 pounds in 40 days. Yeah, but any in any area of life, the way that you make progress over a long period of time is just consistently showing up. Um, that's why I, so, there's so many, like, books about how to become wealthy that say save $100 a month and put it in an S&P 500 fund <laughs> for 40 years. The end. Because that's what's going to make you make... Get, uh, have money in the long term, but people don't want that. They want it now. They want, mm-hmm. they want that body now. They want to look like that person on Instagram right now. But what they're not seeing is the years and years and years of dedication that's gotten to that person to that point. It's not the six week program they're trying to sell you. They're just trying to make money. Mm-hmm. They, they are living a lifestyle of health and fitness. And I mean, you can walk to any one of our locations, and I've said this a million times look at the fittest people in, in your mind in the gym. What do they all have in common? They have the most class attendances. They've mm-hmm. come the most. Um, and that's all it is, is consistency. So I'm not saying it's wrong to do one of these challenges or, or super diets or whatever, but you need to have a plan for once you get past that. And also realize if you're working out twice a day, six days a week for six months, what's going to happen when you bump it back to one time, one time a day? Your you've taught your body that it requires that amount of work to make progress. Your body's not going to be making progress anymore because our bodies adapt. Our body, your body is going to adapt to that. Anything less, you're going to be pulling. You know, you're going to be regressing. And so, I prefer the less is more approach. And adapt to as least the least amount of work as possible and let your body adapt to that so you consistently make progress over time as opposed to trying to make all this progress all at once and then you hit that plateau and then you regress because you can't physically put that amount of work in uh, anymore. Same goes with diet, same with everything. Um, If you're trying to do something, think, is this sustainable for a long period of time? And if you do want to do a challenge just to prove yourself to it, that's great, go for it, but
2: have a plan for what you're going to do after it as well. Yes, you just have to know its place in your overall strategy, which we talk a lot. Uh, We talk about that a lot, but it deserves for us to talk about it a lot because we do have to start thinking longer term because CrossFit in and of itself, and especially the version that we do at Coyote, always has an eye on the long term benefits. We want to be thinking, what is this going to do for you five years from now or 10 years from now? It's one of the best experiences I have when a new person walks into Coyote and and you strike up a conversation, which we always do. We're a friendly place. And they're like, hey, how long have you been doing this? Because they're a little bit nervous about, uh, you know, just getting involved. And the first thing I think is, man, I'm really going to have to explain after this class why I'm not better at this than I am. But, uh, man, start adding up the years. I've been at this seven years. And it hits those new people the same way every time. They're like, There's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way people have been in here for seven, eight, nine years like, yeah, they actually have. And so it, it's really uh, energizing for those people to understand, I'm starting something that I could actually stay in, remain faithful to, and still be receiving benefits from a decade from now. That's just not even part of their paradigm. Yeah. So we're turning that around, but we're not saying that like 75 hard or whatever version of that comes out two months from now is evil and people involved in fitness should never do those things. What we are saying is that they should know their place in – I want to prove to myself I could do something that difficult and, mm-hmm. and rise to, it. or I'm participating in it because five of my friends are. We'll jump in on that. But if you do put that in part of your, as part of your regimen, you need to make sure that you've got a plan getting in and a plan going out. And the same, I would throw this question to you. The same would go for something like a marathon or uh, Ironman or something mm-hmm. like that, right?
1: The the I would say the couple weeks post that are extremely extremely critical because that's when people are most likely to say, well, I earn. you know, I worked really hard. I earned these two weeks off. I'm going to let myself go for two weeks because then it's going to take you two, three, four weeks to get back to just feeling like you can, you can get back in a routine again. And then that's four or five weeks down the road. And you've probably put on a couple pounds of fat and lost some fitness. And, you know, so you got to have that deep, you know, the, there's an on-ramp program we have, I would say there needs to be a, a, a,
2: what, what would be off the, ramp? Yeah, I, off ramp? Yeah. yeah,
1: off ramp to these programs where these next couple of week, weeks are crucial to get me back into something that's sustainable and not just completely let yourself go. You need to have an off ramp to those. So I think that would be a, a great thing to think about if you start one of those things as well. Um, I wanted to talk about something you said about the, uh, the health over a long period of time. That's something Greg Glassman um, demonstrated beautifully um, in one of his lectures, and he was talking about the... Uh, sickness health and fitness continuum and his contention is the more fit and fitness you have across broad time and modal domains, the farther away you get from sickness. So, it, you know, like as you get fitter, you're you're building this buffer between you and sickness. And so um, if something does happen, say you get COVID, you're much less likely to be impacted and knocked into the sickness where you have to go to the hospital or whatever. It kills you compared to somebody who is already almost sick, you know. And so the far, the, health, the the fitter you get, um, the uh, the farther away from health you get. Well, what he added was the third dimension, which is time, your life. So the fitter you are over your life, that's your your health over your lifespan. And so that's that's what beautiful. It's not about being the fittest in w- on one given day. It's about being the fittest you can possibly be over a extended period of time or your lifespan. And that's going to cr- improve your quality of life and keep you healthier and all that type of stuff. So I thought I think that's really important for people to think about because. You know, you join the gym and you want to see abs in three months, but what you don't think about is what do you, What about 20 years down the road? Um, and you, I think the more you do it, the more kind of perspective you get. But I've been doing CrossFit since 2010. And, you know, for these last 11 years, like, my, my health is continuously improved. I get sick less and less, and when I do get sick, it's less um, – less bad, less intense. Um, I don't have near as many aches and pains as I used to have when I started when I was 24, you know, I had all kinds of aches and pains back then. My knee hurt, my shoulder hurt, my elbow hurt, all that stuff hurt. And now here I am 35 and all that stuff is pretty much gone. I used to get sick. I was talking with my mom about this this weekend. I used to get sick twice a year for a week like clockwork in the, in the spring and in the fall when the weather changed, I would be sick for a week. I couldn't get out of bed. And it was like literally every single year for like 10 years. None of that happens to me anymore. Um, And so that's just kind of examples. Like that's when you start realizing the benefits of this. Like when, when you get sick with COVID, like I did and I was down for two weeks, but I was sure grateful for the 10 years that I've been putting on health and fitness when I did get sick, because I knew I could tell it could have been a lot worse if I wasn't prepared for that. So um, just anyways, you don't, you don't realize the benefits of
2: all this stuff over time until, you know, you kind of get into it. So, Yeah, a lot of it's about changing metrics. Uh, I think that's definitely what I'm hearing in your answer there is that initially when you get caught up in a lot of these like uh, quick pops of challenges or removing a food group or a particular sort of thing that you're eating, that yeah. is a part of the process, right? But the guys that I'm looking at right now in, in our um, Coyote family – they're not measuring even really bar PRs that much anymore. The big metric for them is cumulative number of classes over their lifetime in crossfit Mm -hmm. it's like man if i so i've averaged 250 a year i'm now in year six those are the conversations that i'm i'm more a part of and that's why i jumped in on that 250 challenge because i knew the thing i needed to attack was consistency and doing some wonky things for 75 days wasn't going to help me with that Uh, I, i can stay committed to crossfit as six workouts a week for 75 days what i'm looking at is a year and can i finally answer the question: can I be disciplined with this no matter the stressors that are going on in I my life? I would
1: contend that doing something like that is going to hurt you. your chance of getting 250 because you're going to be a lot, lot more likely to get hurt. You're going to get really run down. You're going to be very demotivated when you get out of it. I mean, how many people finish that? Hardly anybody. Mm-hmm. And then when they do come out of it, they're not going to want to look it up a workout for probably a month yeah. and then you're going to have to ease back into it. Whereas, you know, the slow and steady wins the race, but that's so true. Like you're, if you continuously, I guarantee you, if I took two people, <clears throat> I, I would bet a lot of money on this. If you took two people who were identical fitness levels across a, a million metrics, say identical twins on January 1st, 2022. And one of them did started day one, of 75 hard on January 1st and the other one joined Coyote and committed and came five days a week. At the end of December 31st, 2022 I, I would bet a life's um, not a life, but a year's salary that the guy who just comes to the gym five days a week for a year is going to be fitter across all metrics than the person that does seventy five. No hard. you I went w- big, man. We, I would have taken
2: that bet for five Killcliff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you went I'll, for an annual salary. I'll bet. I'll bet. A, I'll bet a Killcliff. Whatever. Whatever, <laughs> whatever anybody
2: wants to bet. We'll no do doubt, it. About it. no about, doubt about it. No doubt about it. Because that—that's the two fifty club, right? Yeah, that's how you get there. Is the five days a week, uh, yep. which is a little bit more difficult than it sounds. But I'll tell you, just from my my personal experience, how I got there. And this is a small nuance, but I think the people who are listening to this podcast will understand. I had the frustration of an in-body scan really let me down. Mm-hmm. I hung a lot on that scan. I separated it out by a year. I did a hundred different things in that year thinking I was making progress towards a better in-body scan. But I had the Achilles heel. If you looked at uh, sugar Wad, it would be like up and down, up and down. Yeah. The bar graph was just crazy. And, and I should have known if three months in. I've got the wrong goal here. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I had to fail at that one thing to realize I need to get that scan out of my mind and I need to attack the weakness in my game right now, which is showing up on a regular basis. I'm admitting that on this podcast because I think, what is that? Probably probably 70, 80% of us are in that boat. We're worried about a lot of things if we would just start showing up a little bit more consistently over time, building up and by the end, by the time you get to that end of the year, fifty workout challenges we do that again, that's gonna be a breeze because you finally built that discipline in. I used that as a jumping off point and that gave me the confidence to send you a text and say, All right, accomplish the fifty, let's go for the two fifty. Yeah. And and everybody showing up, weakness can look a little bit
1: different for other people it's showing up for the weekends for their diet. You know, they're, they're consistent Monday through five, Friday on their diet, and they mail it in Saturday, Sunday. And they come six days a week or five days a week, but they just mail in every weekend eating. They go out to eat and go to Mexican and do whatever, and that, that can be showing up that way for them. Other people can be showing up by... Drinking enough water, or getting you know whatever each person has their own holes and, and and stuff they need to work on to improve their overall health and fitness. But you gotta figure that out. But I I do think if you are doing an intense program and you really want to jumpstart it and you want to start that way you need to have an off-ramp. I think that's a great, mm-hmm. great thing for people to take away from this. You've got to have a plan for those first couple of weeks coming off of that um, because if you don't, you're, it's going to be super easy to just take it easy and kind of lose a lot of the progress that you made. So
2: I think the off-ramp is just as important as the on-ramp. Exactly. You jump on two of those. Let's just give it an average. <clears throat> you jump on two of those kind of quick hits a year. You take a month off, which you say it's going to be two weeks, but then it turns into a month. Yep. You take a month off, well, that means that you've missed – if you go through those two cycles in a year, out of the 250, you have now missed 50 of those workouts. So you've cut yourself down to 200 workouts. And because you've shocked your system and whatever the rules of this challenge are, then you're probably not giving your best at the gym because your carbs are all crazy. So there's just a lot of ramifications you got to understand. And I think, as we say all the time in these segments, the number one thing you need to do if you're trying to decide to get involved with one of these things or the off-ramp or how to get in... You need to talk to a coach. You need that external uh, accountability. You're not going to be shamed out of 75 hard inside mm-hmm. of a Coyote, but a coach is going to say, "All right, if you're going to do this, we need to make sure that you understand what's happening on the front end, in the middle, and that off ramp, so we can get you through this without compromising right. your entire exactly. year." Exactly.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good. That's a great way to end it. Is yeah, talk to somebody who's been through it because man, it's real it's really easy if you. Um, don't have as much experience to see somebody on Instagram and get really fired up about it and commit to it. I'm going to do this, and then two weeks into it, you're like, "Man, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I don't know. You know, I didn't know what I was getting myself into." And talking with somebody who's been there that can kind of help you guide through guide you through that process, I think, can be invaluable.
0: Are you guys ready for outside the box? <laughs> <laughs> Looks
1: like you are getting comfortable for this. One. Uh, I have a
0: twist. Okay, uh, we're going to have a little bit of competition. All right. Mm, do oh, I need yeah. to stretch? Or? Oh, no. Well, okay. I would never make you do just that. Mentally. All right. Are you going to yeah.
1: do the
2: <laughs> transition? Outside the box. Oh. Okay. It's a little in a more intimate version. Yeah. It's because you got the candlelight closer over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel closer. I just like for it to smell good in here.
0: All right. Here's what we're going to do. So I have a competition piece, and then I have a what-if question that you guys can be on the same team for. I'm ready. To bring it on. Uh, that'll be after the competition. Okay. The competition is thus. Uh, one person is going to take their turn, and what they'll be doing is in a... We'll give it a minute. In a minute, you need to list as many Olympic events as oh, you gosh. can.
1: As many Olympic <laughs> events? Yep. Oh, the gosh. other person
0: we will come over and sit by me and put these headphones on and uh I'll play some music so you can't hear the other person go uh, all right so who's going I th- first I think Hunter should go first okay
1: as many olympic events as i can in a minute summer
0: summer olympics summer olympics yeah can i say like men's event women's event or no men's 400 <laughs> <laughs> now if it's a women's specific event but i don't know do they still have those i think or are they gender neutral now on yeah, all the yeah. i don't track, know track I don't know. No, 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 sorry. he he
1: can't read my lips either. He needs to be blindfolded.
0: There you go. Okay, yeah. Well, I have the list right here, so whatever you come up with. How many events are there? Uh, Good question. A lot? More than you'll get. Hey, he's listening. I I haven't hit play yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Man. All right, let me not blow your ears off. And also, I need to talk on the mic. Uh, let's give him Pearl Jam. Once you start the music, I want to ask you a, a, a question. Give me some Pearl Jam. Fire me up. That's what I just, did you hear me? Oh, okay. We'll just shuffle their whole. Play Black by Pearl loud? Jam
1: so he knows he's going to uh, be He got a lie first. Sad. Okay.
0: We'll go to Black. Yeah, we'll give him Black. Oh. <laughs> uh, I can't focus with him doing all that. <laughs> well, never mind. We'll just let it roll. All right, what was your question? So, like, can hey, I just hey go... Hey, Ben. Ben. Okay, we're good. He said turn it up.
1: Turn it up? Turn the music up. Uh, I can I can hear it now. That's loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All uh, right, what's your question? Uh, can I, like, just go, like, 100 track, 200, 400, 800? Can I just go straight Let, down the list? Let's see what
0: they have. The way they do it... Well, hold on. Hmm, I should have prepared more. Hold on. Let me get a better list. (laughs) Ben is freaking jamming. While we're waiting. Yeah. Give some some us.
1: heavyweight quotes for you. First off, I can't believe Chase you've never seen heavyweights.
0: I've heard of it, but I have oh, never. Oh, you
1: gotta watch it. Ben Stiller at his finest. Uh he 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 plays the bad um uh, just the bad guy so well. It's kind of similar to the character he plays in Dodgeball. Um but <laughs> I can't. I can't quote it to the uh, to the audience. I gotta have somebody to quote back and forth with. But uh, I just go watch. Go listen. Go watch. <coughs> oh goodness! <coughs> Sorry, heavyweights. Look, if you got a Disney Plus uh, membership, that's a goldmine. We watched uh, heavyweights. We watched Mighty Ducks One and Two. We watched The Sandlot. Talk about all time classic. Um,
0: had a great time. So the the list is weird. It doesn't have like sprint sprint events and stuff like that. Does it have like different swim swim length events? No, it just has Cuz I mean um, you could go down like it track. It just has swimming.
1: And, okay. So that so you just say track. Men.
0: But I can't even find track on here. There's track.
1: All right. We'll just say track and swimming are only one event. Cause, it, 'Cause it's more fun to do like the weird sports,
0: right? Yeah. I mean okay. that's where you're gonna that's gonna be the way you you, you win okay. this thing. All right. All right, are you ready? Yeah let me get my phone. I'll get you. I a have minute. one minute, right? Yes. On my go. This is high quality production right here. <laughs> this game I invented while we were talking about the previous <laughs> segment. All right, you ready? Yeah. Go. Track, swimming,
1: uh, badminton table tennis field hockey basketball three on three basketball uh, rowing um, uh, biking uh, diving uh, water polo um, synchronized swimming gymnastics um, uh, rhythmic dance uh, uh, skateboarding uh i said did i say baseball already? softball um hmm it is getting hard uh shooting uh archery um ten seconds uh, uh wrestling um
0: I time's can, up how many Nineteen. 19. nice mm-hmm. nice At, honestly that was more than I thought you would get. That's why I got go first. Yeah, that was hard. <laughs> well, given, our, um, given the way that our uh, pre-recording talk went, yeah. you know, Ben was really flexing his he was. <laughs> Olympic knowledge. All right, yeah, so you don't, you I, don't I have think, to listen.
1: I think Ben's going to. Unless you just want to come no, listen to No, no, no. Him. My family's Ben's so
2: glad do. the Olympics are over, by the way.
1: So for the, uh, you can't do uh, like for track. Track is all. Track is just one. You can't be like 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters, 800 meters,
2: 1500 because that was what I was going to do to start with. Okay, so Each, track is one. Yeah, one event. Yeah. So anything that happens on the track, I have to say track. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, honest question because I I'm doing a lot this. Of these. I'm doing this based on the way the Olympics categorizes their their okay. games. So could I also say field events. Because I was,
2: we'll I, I was planning on listing a lot of different field events, not just like different
0: distances. I would say track, field. Track and field. Okay. All right. It's the way I, I'm going on the olympics.com. That makes sense. Listing of sports. Yep. Okay. I guess we'll wait for Hunter to get back so that we don't
2: hear a flush while you're trying to. Well, <laughs> that changes things because I was trying to think of as many uh, field events and as many gymnastics events as I could that you could medal as an individual was my deal so mm. yeah That would have been wise mm-hmm. I'm trying to think through th- things I've there watched.
0: is there a lot here uh,
2: yeah so track and field would be my first two because yeah. I was rolling through all the different field events cuz I I'm fascinated by those yeah yeah especially the American shot putters this year crazy
1: I was counting field as track, but whatever. Yeah, track. Give him a bonus. Yeah, uh, we'll call from. you twenty then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> holy smokes! No, I will not win this <laughs> if you I have be to beat twenty. Yeah.
1: I don't know, Ben. I, it sounds
2: like you watched a lot.
0: Mm, yeah, but you—I mean—the coverage. Is I would say the way precious. the way Hunter was listing them off surprised me, but it's very clear he was just going off of like back knowledge that uh, he just yeah, knows as a just watched person. These. Okay. Yep. All right. You ready?
2: Yep. I'm trying to beat twenty. Holy moly
1: got one every three
2: seconds (laughs) you better go you better hustle ready yep go track field gymnastics swimming diving baseball skateboard um what else did i watch man (laughs) the coverage every night was track and pool and swimming so um what else did i watch you have seven yep yep 40 seconds seven yeah no I'm getting I'm stumped already I'm stumped <laughs> already you're I just was, panicking calm yeah, down no no that's not it that's mostly what I watched oh yeah the skateboarding stuff BMX would be different than skateboarding um what else went down beach volleyball can I say indoor mm-hmm. volleyball watched a lot of that as well um I never say this one correctly badminton good enough badminton. B- mitten. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: No, it's minton. minton. I don't know, but it's uh, yeah. Sorry, a lot ten of seconds. Table,
2: table tennis. Uh, watched a lot of that actually, and karate. Three seconds and oh, one short a goal. <laughs> Did we tie?
0: Thirteen. No, you no. were close.
2: <laughs> Did we
0: tie? I got twenty. You actually
2: got twenty. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yeah.
0: You destroyed me with the track and field rule. Uh, well, it's mostly I mean, what I watched, but he had no time to prepare either. What did I miss? Oh, uh, you missed like rowing and rugby, and I don't even think you said soccer. Oh, I
2: didn't even. Did you, did you I, didn't watch, I didn't watch. I didn't watch soccer. Boss- I know that. Did um, you say
0: basketball? No, I did watch some basketball. Yeah, yeah. he got basketball, three on three basketball, shooting, archery. Yeah, I didn't watch any of that stuff. Yeah, all
2: it all that. That. was all track and field and. and I didn't watch it either, but I know it's in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You
0: didn't say weightlifting. No, I didn't. Even watch I don't any think that.
1: I said soccer. Did I? I can't remember. I can't remember if I did or not. I'm,
0: I'm seeing football because they have it listed as football, so yeah. I had that in my head. Yeah. Anyway, man, great segment. We'll yeah. have to do that again with something very you guys may actually like. Yeah, very uh, surprising. No, and I'll be better actually prepared next surprising. time. I'm not that
2: great on my feet. Maybe
0: man. that's our, our future in Outside the Box when I inevitably run out of content. It's just <laughs> you guys compete. <laughs> you
2: know what gets me, too, is that I, like, uh, I watch all those backstories on everything. That's what mm. you guys were talking about before the mics turned on. Like the, I know that the winner of the the women's pole vaulting for the U.S. gold medal lost her dad, and her dad was like, I know all that stuff. Look, Ben's going to be studying winter Olympics events for the next year. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, down, I'm going to be ready
0: next. Downhill, time. uphill, <laughs> across the hill. <laughs> ben just is out to humanize all the competitors and hunters like this and this and this and maybe this. <laughs> it's about the story, man. All right, all right. Now we got the. Uh, we'll we'll tame it down a little bit. We got a fun question. Okay. One question, one uh, what if. I guess it's a what if. All right. If you had to pick one event at the Olympics to try and compete for $10 million in first place prizes, what would it be? What would be your best shot at actually winning this thing? Saying that you probably <laughs> what hypothetical. you got like a, <laughs> I guess you have until the next Olympics to, uh, to train to get for it. Yeah, so you got three years. I mean, obviously. I, would you like the list of events? <laughs> obviously,
2: there's no way I could attain elite athlete level status in four years. Um,
0: you got, this is your best shot.
2: Best shot. Yep. For me, it would
1: be rowing. I was watching the rowing. I was like, I think I could do I that think I if I, I train
2: for it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, you have the height for it as well. Yeah. And the ability to push through that, that lactic acid that jumps on everybody. No matter what it's, race it is,
1: it's brutal. You can tell it's just mm-hmm. brutal for those yeah. guys.
2: Yeah, it really gets on them. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a risk here. Mm-hmm. All right, and I'm going to go for prime time announcer.
0: Shut up! <laughs> <out. laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: literally. What what else? Maybe I could say what we I just was. heard. How good you do on thinking on your feet. Hey, <laughs> not, so, uh, you don't have to fully believe in we're yourself. We're here for it's this just... event that people do. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what I would, I always wanted, I always wanted to be good at field events, but I especially always wanted to be good at discus.
1: Mm. Discus.
2: Yes. Like they, that is just crazy to me how far they can throw that thing. And, uh, so there's a little bit of technique involved, obviously a lot of strength and levers involved as well. Uh, but I think if I had to spend four years or excuse me, got to spend four years learning how to do something, it would be throwing the discus. Mm. That is just cra- either discus or javelin. The, the javelin is just
0: Javelin's so cool.
2: fun to watch. Be able to throw it that far. Yeah, yeah, and to stop on a dime. This year the track was wet. I don't know why they didn't solve that before people started throwing the javelin. But it would either be discus or javelin for sure. Hmm. I mean, I'm I, not going to be able to swim. I mean, I thought about synchro diving. But given my width, probably not a good idea. (laughs) No chance. Probably not a good idea. Plus, you got
1: to get out there in that tiny little Speedo. Yeah, oh, no problem. That's
2: no problem for me. Yeah, the world's waiting on that anyway. Uh, So Yeah, so all the other things, I would never be able to do anything Mm -hmm. endurance-based, any kind of skill level with the BMX or anything. Yeah, I'm going to say Javelin or, or Discus.
0: Cool. Interesting. Yeah.
2: I have unusually long arms for my height. But not the strength to match. So A I would need uh, Yeah, I would need something that that would be to my
0: advantage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Hey, me? Yeah. Well, I originally was gonna pick volleyball, but then I researched the average height <laughs> of uh, male volleyball players, They're and they giants. said and they said typically you want to be somewhere around six five, but mm. you'll you'll be okay if you're six one. And dang it, just not quite there. Not quite there, yeah. Can't change that in four years. (laughs) No. Uh, So I feel like my best bet, if I'm getting just straight three years to practice at this, and that's all I'm doing, maybe table tennis, it seems the only feasible thing. Mm. Because everybody else, like the interest, like I obviously table tennis players are unreal, and i clearly have to have, have no expectations of winning, but some of these other events, like the years and years and years that people have been putting into these super intricate things
2: mm-hmm.
0: like I just don't I don't think it'd be feasible,
2: yeah, I see your plan there once you cross the barrier of learning how to play table tennis that way, maybe shooting
0: yeah, if you like maybe just a pure hours thing that mm-hmm. you could, but I don't know what kind of natural skill is needed for a Someone in shooting, steady hand for sure. Yeah, wow. wow. Yeah, I don't know The the table tennis man. It's wildly entertaining. How excited they get. Yeah, and like they do those. Uh, somehow they they do more manly shouts in table tennis than they do in actual tennis. <gasps> yes. Have you ever true. heard Federer yell? Totally yeah. Or oh, Nadal yell?
2: How about not list tennis? Like that was a big thing that. Uh, Oh yeah, tennis. The, yeah, yeah, I didn't even the listen. Number, What's his face number, dropped I, up. Yeah, I, I, I did <laughs> table tennis too, and I didn't do regular <laughs> <table>
1: tennis. <laughs> like priorities.
2: Wimbledon is the Olympics for for Wimbledon is the Olympics for tennis. Yeah, so. I didn't
1: say same with
0: soccer. Either. I don't think they yeah. care that much about soccer. soccer. Well, I think they,
1: I don't think like the pros can do soccer. I think it's got to be like the younger guys, doesn't mm. it?
0: Yeah. Uh, if, I think it's only if their clubs have rules. Oh really? Uh, which I don't know if they're allowed to do that cause, um because they play in the World Cup. So I don't know why they wouldn't let him play in the Olympics. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, good call at the tennis. Maybe, maybe we could do doubles. That'd be fun. Yeah. If nothing else, we'd have a good time. Yeah, if the javelin doesn't work out. Yeah, sounds like it'd hurt your shoulder. <laughs> anyway, recommends. Recommends. All right, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're first. Let's just
2: be honest about it. All right,
1: here's a, here's a TV show that we watched uh, on Netflix called Sweet Tooth. And um, – have you have you guys seen that show on there? mm It kept popping up on, like, new releases and top lists, and it's got this kid with these antlers, and it's about, like, this half-breed kids, half-animal, half-kids. And I was like, I don't want to watch that. I don't like stuff like that. And it kept popping up and kept popping up, and then uh, we were running out of stuff to watch, and um, I looked it up and it had really good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, so I was like, all right, well, let's give it a shot. And it was really, really good. I was surprised, um, but it's basically you know you know end of the world type thing where this virus comes in wipes out humanity and everybody's you know most of the world is dead and everybody's freaked out and there's no government and everybody's kind of fends for themselves and there's these kids running around who are half um, human half animal but this guy has taken his son who's a half boy half deer and hidden him in Yellowstone National Park and like in the woods away from all civilization and kind of raised him out there and then he, you know, has to go out into the regular world. After a while, it's really, really good, and uh, it's kind of heart heartwarming um, show, but also really very well produced, like movie quality TV show. Um, so I thought I thought it was great, and uh, I think there's gonna be a lot more seasons as well if it gets picked up again. So what's
0: the name of it again?
2: It's called uh, Sweet Tooth. It's
0: Sweet on Tooth. Netflix.
1: Yeah,
2: definitely sounds like something I would skip over. But you're well, saying and, and I
1: skipped like I like I said. I kept seeing I'm like I'm not watching this, and then I kept seeing like it was got really good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, well, let's just give it a shot. And I, we got into it pretty quick, and I liked it a lot. So,
2: all right, I'm going to jump in here at great risk to my own personal safety, and say I'm going to do a blind recommend. I, well, usually do partially blind, so you are <laughs> just going all the way this time. <laughs> yes, so I've seen the trailer now multiple <laughs> times. And I'm like, I'm watching this because it's going to be good. And you're, yeah, go, you go ahead and laugh away because you know it's about to happen. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but this is on Prime. Val. Have mm-hmm. you seen the trailer for this yet? Mm-mm. So apparently, Val Kilmer, which, I mean, you know, if you're in Tombstone, you're everyone's, you're everyone's hero for life. For your sake, I hope it's good. It's getting rave reviews nice okay i did check that so before i went in to recommend this but here's the intriguing part i did not know this apparently val kilmer was obsessed with recording his life like on set like he's got vhs he's got cassettes of basically his entire what is
0: val kilmer dead
2: no 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 no. okay but it's well there's a story to that too so he got diagnosed Uh with throat cancer yeah and he looks like heck so I'm, i'm referencing this because he's on the like all those pop-ups that are like, You'll never believe what they look like now. Yeah. Well, he he was dying of throat cancer. You jerks. Yeah, and he looks like total garbage now. But he's going back and making commentary on his career. It's just like so startling to see Doc Holliday and he's sitting there and he's having to press his throat mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, speak to the camera. But you're watching him trace through these moments in his career and it's like first-person kind of stuff. It looks really, really cool. Um, The trailer involves some really good writing, too, commentary on how a guy makes sense of all the roles that he's played and who he becomes after that. I think it's going to be pretty fantastic. So Mm. I will come back and give an official thumbs-up next episode. But, man, I didn't have time to watch it last night before we recorded today. I like the pre pre-consumption recommend. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be amazing. I could be totally wrong. As, as Chase says, you better be right about this. I think if you... No, I meant for you. How
0: sad it would be for you.
2: I know, but if you're going to bet on somebody, it might as well be Val Kilmer.
0: Yeah, that's come true. Come on,
2: come on. So it's just called Val. It's on Prime. V-A-L on Prime. So it's rolling on the on the advertisements as we're recording this, so you can't miss
0: mm-hmm. it. I, You know, I got to recommend. Nobody's talking about this as much as they should be. I got two people in my life that really have grasped how good this show is, but it, des- it deserves a shot. Uh, and that's Ted Lasso.
2: Oh, uh, man.
1: Ted Lasso is awesome. That's a if given. You,
0: I, you say that, but Come no one's on. talking about it. If you it. haven't seen Ted Lasso, what are you doing with your life? I don't know. Well, all these other things got picked up during the cu- quarantine, like, you know, Tiger King and all that crap. You know, hindsight, not a good show. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we were all having a bad year. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> April was hard. <laughs> uh, but Dad Gummet, I could have used more stuff like Ted Lasso in my life. Wow. Just a feel good comedy done well, which hasn't done, been done in a long time. There's no laugh track crap going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got, it's not like uh, Office or uh, Parks and Rec vibes, but it's just, you know, it's bubbly. You know, yeah. like there, there are some heavy moments, you know, cause it's, they're trying to portray some humans, but yeah. overall it's not like bend over your, and double over kind of funny, but it's just really, really happy to watch. But it is kind of, I mean, I will admit I've had to pause it a few
2: times because I started laughing so hard. I couldn't hear the rest of what happened. Yeah, It's just, man, it's so smart and. This guy shows up on Bernard Brown's podcast.
0: As I, tel- I mean, lo- yeah, my goodness, I love Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, did you ever watch
2: the original commercials that he did? For oh a- yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Great. I went back. I'm one of those guys, man. Yeah. I'm like, I got to know everything there is to know about this yeah. football is life, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't list it as an Olympic sport, <laughs> <laughs> but I know Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm with you on that
0: recommendation. Look at that. Three people, three recommendations. You better watch this show. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, see you later. See you at the centennial. <laughs> see you later.
2: Oh, yeah. Stay tuned for episode 100, yeah. where we do something completely underwhelming. Completely unexpected, even to us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well said. See you next time.